Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today at The Living Room. We're so excited to have you. And I am your host, Paige. Our other hosts sitting around with us is Michelle, Heather, Jana, Nicole, Jody. And we're just excited to have this conversation and include you in on this. Um, we're going to be discussing body image resilience today. And I am very passionate about this subject and super excited to have an honest conversation as women about this. Um, just quickly, before we jump right into the meat of it, I am a fashion stylist by day. And um, I have, I feel like this is built into my life every single day. I have these conversations around body image with people daily in their intimate space, in their closet. So I have to get to know people really quickly. But um, something fun that I do with my new clients is something called a style survey. And on that style survey, my first question is, what is your favorite thing about your body? And it usually takes people back a little bit. They have to think about it. But I love the idea of jumping straight to the internal image or identity that you have rather than just focusing on the surface, which is fashion. So I'm a big believer in knowing who you are, knowing your identity, and trying to build or maintain a strong, positive body image. So let's jump right in. My question for you ladies today is, why is body image such a tender subject for women? Any thoughts? I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me. Well, there are tell so me. many. I think there's yeah. so many, but I was thinking about this, and I think it's because, and I'll start with the scenario, but I think women are judged by appearances. Mm -hmm, I mean, sure. just in general, like the snap judgment. And here's my example. You go to the grocery store, you see a man with messy hair, right? People are like, Oh, what a manly man. He looks so rugged, right? Because you're a woman <laughs> in the grocery store with messy hair. You're like, she's deranged. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The worst. Everyone does that, yeah. right? And, and I'm not just saying, like, I think everyone thinks a woman with messy hair is deranged. <laughs> I really do. It's yeah, like, what's wrong with her? And I think, really, I think the world just instantly gives a snap judgment of who you are based on how you look. If you go back to the 50s and think of the woman in the dress with the pearls mm -hmm. and she's pushing the vacuum. So I still have a few of those ads that I have saved. Not because I lived and grew up in the 50s. I'm not that old. <laughs> but, um, but because I did a, a project one time. And I, I think that we've progressed by far because I love those dresses. I love the image. Oh, I'm thinking too. that, oh, it's so elegant and graceful. But I also love the thought that I can be in a nightgown in bed with my minky blanket and my hair in a claw clip and my husband can come in and go, oh, hey, you know, how you doing, sunshine? And it's like, thank you. I don't have to go put the dress on and the pearls to be who I am. Yeah. But I do think we've set it up for who knows when it started, maybe with cave women, maybe we don't know um, that they had, you know, to hold a certain image. But I do think it's something that is so ingrained and through media and now it's yes, social yes, media yes. and our girls and our boys mm -hmm. at a very, very young age buy into 
perfection that is fake. And unfortunately, yeah. that's what we fight against. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're 20, doesn't matter if you're 50, doesn't matter if you're five. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's tender because it hurts. We've all had those moments. I call them sideburn moments. Somebody told me one day when I was in high school, Jody, you have sideburns. And I oh, thought he was going to ask me on a date. And no, he was informing me, can I tell you something? And I went oh. home and I took the razor and I uh, shaved. And then I put on narrow hair remover that is only for legs. I've told the story before. <laughs> Got burns on my face. And my mother was like, what did you do? And I learned from that story as looking back that we all have those sideburn moments that they still hurt. I was in my 30s when I looked back on that and went, I need to heal from that. Mm -hmm. um, I felt less than. I felt ugly. I felt like everybody was looking at me and going, oh, she has sideburns. I didn't have sideburns, you know, not in that way, but it's tender because it's that personal experience. Mm -hmm. And we've been fed lies yeah. and we haven't fought back hard enough. Yeah. Um, or maybe we have and maybe we need to fight a different way. Mm -hmm. That's wow. my thoughts. Thank you for sharing. Any other thoughts? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm afraid too that it's going in the opposite, like the worst direction. So I have a 13-year-old daughter, and she's on Instagram. That's the only social media platform that she's allowed on right now. Uh, but it concerns me how the youth are using the story section of Instagram. They they post these, like, rank me type questions oh. where it's like, what do you love most about me? Tell me, like, your favorite thing. Are we – check the box. Are we friends, not friends? I don't like you. And I can't even – like, we, I had so many conversations with her about how, like, don't – open the door to evil like that. Don't, this is your space. This is your space on social media and you need to protect yourself and your, your body image and the ideas that you have about yourself. And the minute that we start asking random people on social media, what they think about us, mm -hmm. we give our power away. And it breaks my heart a little bit every time I see that in her story, because I feel like she's giving her power away and mm. losing um, the ground under her to have confidence in who she is interesting the innocence is just saying hey i want good feedback she just wants feedback but the reality is it's not everybody gives the yeah and she's and like she's just at that age like that tender age you couldn't pay me a million dollars to be 13 yeah, again and she's just using this platform to try to get that positive mm -hmm. feedback the problem is that when you do that it's the negative feedback that yeah. comes and the people that have the positive feedback aren't usually the ones that, and you don't want your mom and dad answering your Instagram yeah. story. Okay. Like that's not my place to give her compliments on Instagram. I do that behind closed doors and I, I do that a lot, yeah. but it, you know, it's a concern. Isn't it interesting that social media magnifies that because with yes. Jody's story, we all have those times 10. Mm -hmm. We got the negative feedback verbally to our face. Right. Yes. Now they're getting it magnified by strangers. Yeah. And almost. they can remember it forever. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like we have store, we have like I, we have memories yeah. of things that people said. Yeah. Um, but they have snapshots and videos and things that they've saved to their that phones they that they can listen yeah. to over and yeah. over and over again yeah. that we didn't have. Yeah. yeah. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Well, something that's coming up that I think is really fascinating is this idea of external validation. Yeah. How we need that. And, you know, I have a friend who's yeah. so funny and smart and she calls feedback feed crack. And, oh, right? Because oh. we do get addicted to yeah, that hearing that yeah. mm -hmm. that external voice. Yeah. I thought you were going to say feed crap. <laughs> <laughs> that would be better, right? Oh. <laughs> like feed crack is the yeah. truth, though. It's true, it's addictive. isn't it? It is addictive. Yeah. 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 Did you have something to say, Heather? Well, I just, you know, as I think about because you asked, you know, why is this a sensitive thing? Yeah. And for me, 
I see it as being extra sensitive because we've now decided that our worth is dependent on how we look instead of who we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so anytime we start subscribing to a space where we're concerned about how we look as, as equating to worth, we're trapped, right? One, because there's this standard that we can't, I mean, we can, but we can't achieve that isn't realistic, that doesn't make sense. And so I think anytime we shift our worth or stop recognizing we all came with the same worth. Yes. It is part of our birthright. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter yeah. what God you subscribe to or or what higher power you do or don't believe in, we're all born identical when it comes to our worth. Mm-hmm. And so the struggle comes in that space where we forget that. It, it would make no sense for us to come here and and it to be, well, you're of more worth if you weigh less. Yeah. You're of more worth if this size fits you. Like that. that is ridiculous. Yeah. And anyone again, subscribing to a God who feels that that would be a way for us all to live here, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So there has to be a place where we realize that we are of equal worth mm-hmm. and it is part of our birthright. And and what we look like or what size we are doesn't have anything to do with no. with that, right? Yeah. With, our, with what we're trying to obtain or who we're trying to become. So yeah. I think that shift in and of itself puts us in a really vulnerable situation mm-hmm. because our focus <laughs> is in the wrong place. Yeah, I totally agree with you, yeah. I have a sister who was going through that ugly, awkward teenage year thing, and it impacted her in such a negative way that she started to wish that she were something, someone else, and even almost willed herself away. Mm. And uh, she tells a story about how tuned into that my grandparents were and every time she'd go to their home and she'd never said a word to anyone, not to my parents, no one about how much she was struggling interior. And, um, Every time she'd go to their home, my grandmother would wrap her arms around her in this hugest hug and tell her how proud she was of her and her accomplishments mm-hmm. and who she was, how sweet she was. So she got all this validation about um, worth outside of who, who she looked like, mm-hmm. right? And then my grandfather would whisper in her ear, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think the two of them teamed up to give her, like you're saying, mm-hmm. this image of who she really is. And and she grew into this beautiful mm-hmm. swan of a woman, right? But it took her some really tough years. And I think that was so cool that our grandparents were tuned into that. To yeah. see that. Well, and yeah. we do that, right? I knew because how to help, yeah. We're so quick to say, oh, you look so cute. Or that right. dress is so pretty. Or I love your hair like that. And that's what we're complimenting when really... Our compliments need to be about energy, yes. effort, abilities. Yes. Oh, I Not love about that. Yes. And so yes. even as parents, I work with so many, you know, clients as families come in and couples and those are the things they're saying to their kids. And then they wonder why there's struggles. Yeah. Because it sets up even a two-year-old, a five-year-old yeah. to think, well, it's about what I have on yes. and it's about how my hair is yes. done. Instead of my mom or dad complimenting how hard I worked at yeah. that mm-hmm. or how, how much I worked to offer kindness to my siblings or... I mean, we really have to go back to the things that matter. Yeah. Did you want to say something, Michelle? Well, I was just going to say that I think it's an interesting dichotomy and a place to be because I remember being a teenager and knowing that um, you're supposed to be the best of you, right? And you're supposed to work on being the best of you and you're supposed to grow into who you're supposed to be. But at the same time, it's awkward and it's difficult and you've got pimpled faces and you've got all these other things. And so you're like, how can that's that's not beautiful. Like everyone's saying you're beautiful and it's not beautiful, but you know that it's not who you are yet. Right. That's what people see. And so you're very aware of how and it and so it's, I, think, I think it's really hard. I think it's hard for me as an adult to understand that mm-hmm. just like I 
I remember it being hard for me to understand the difference between, of sure, but yeah, beauty is on the inside, but nobody sees that. They see this. Yeah, you're right. And Mm -hmm. so it was a struggle to say, it was a struggle to figure out how to feel confident in the things that were in me when the things that were on the outside were not so great. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what makes one of the, that's what makes it so hard Mm -hmm. because this is what people see. And I have to open my mouth and start talking or crack a joke or do something for somebody to see something else because the reality is that it's, is that it's an interesting mind crazy thing that I don't think ever turns off. I've never met a woman that doesn't have yeah. some kind of thought about mm-hmm. trying to make peace with their body in some yeah. way. Yeah. I have a thought on that, but I know. No, I'm, go ahead. Oh, so that kind of leads me into our next question. But just in my daily life, um, I've learned this stat and I find it really interesting. 93% of our communication is nonverbal that everyone's giving. So there's so much more than just, you know, what's coming out of our mouth. We're even, even if you were dressed to the nines and you, you know, think you felt fantastic, you're still giving off or projecting whatever it is you're believing inside your mind. Mm -hmm. So my next question um, is an interesting one and I can't wait to hear what you guys think, but let me just tell you really quickly. I follow on Instagram, this amazing revolution called beauty redefined. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I love their mindset, their, their philosophies, they're brilliant. Please follow them. Um, but they posted this the other day and it really just rung true for me. The root cause of negative body image is not that only certain women's bodies are valued. It is that women's bodies are valued more than women themselves. Mm. So I love the idea that us women can join as a strong, powerful force to believe that and know and feel and experience and live our value inside of us, our intelligence, our experiences, so much more than what we're talking about, which is surface. But I totally get what you're saying, that it's this weird dichotomy to to figure out as you're growing up. So question number two for you guys, what actions do you take daily to build your resilience or your confidence? I'll, I can't say I do this daily, but it's mm-hmm. something I'm trying to figure out how to work into my, I have a soon to be 13 year old daughter and I've raised two daughters um, and I've got a son um, who's 17, who's looking at girls now, You're totally right. different mm-hmm. than he did even a year ago. Cause he's a late bloomer. Sorry, Cody, but you are. That's okay. <laughs> Cause it you made mom him. really happy. Um, but <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like thinking about what does my body do inside? Okay. So your brain has 86 billion neurons. So I'm starting to have these conversations. So did you have any idea that your brain has like these neurons <laughs> and this is what it does. And particularly brain is very important because of my, what my father has been through with the brain injury. But then you think of your intestines, okay, 20 feet of intestines wrapped inside your body. Okay, that is so cool to me. So I want to take this, I mean, call it science, whatever, but relate it to the fact that your body is more than a shell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not boobs in a butt. Yeah. Um, it is this inner working of miraculous, mm-hmm. instantaneous um, energy producing it just works. Yeah. And when it doesn't work, that's when you appreciate it more. You know, I have a half a lung. Mm-hmm. I'm more appreciative of my lungs than I ever have been because I, I it feels different. I don't want us to lose something to feel grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But literally our bodies, our physical body, head to toe, skin, everything. If we learn about it and we're educated about what it is and not just the surface, I feel like daily 
we can begin to work those things in. You see that man in a wheelchair with no legs at the grocery store? Guess what? All of a sudden, the appreciation comes in, and it's like, it served in the military. Let's go talk to him. I think our bodies are the gateway to loving ourselves mm-hmm. in a way that we can't ever imagine. Um, but daily, I think it has to be a practice. And why not have a love list for your body that day? My eyes yeah. are working today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my feet don't hurt, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh that you had a hard workout at CrossFit and you were able to lift 150 pounds on your shoulders. Let's be okay loving our body, but for the right purpose, for the right reason to validate who we are Mm -hmm. and what our worth is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I do something similar to when, um, I'm, you know, when you look in the mirror and see yourself naked, that's like everybody's least favorite time of the day. Right. But I love um, it. I own it. You own it. (laughs) Good for you. Well, I, I try to, and I do most of the time, but only because when I see that body, I give it praise for what it's done mm-hmm. um, for me and how it carries me. I, I, I have had, I've been pregnant three times, but the last pregnancy was a set of twins and my body was amazing. And you're tiny. Like it, a was, tiny it was amazing. Like it stretched like clear out to the end of the world and my organs shifted every which way. And now when I look at that and I see the stretch marks and I see the scars and all of these things, like I'm so grateful that my body held up for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that mm-hmm. uh, mindset we can all twist that and use that in our own way. Like think about your life experiences. And I look at that body and whether um, I'm happy with what I see that day or not, I can be grateful for the way that it's served me and brought my family here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I've got to agree absolutely with all of that for sure. Right. There's this space where I know for me daily. And like you mentioned the gym for me, there's something there where I know I can do something hard. Yeah. And it's not just there, but there's instances where then I come home and I can haul around whatever kid needs hauled around for what. And, and yeah. I'm so grateful that I can carry the loads that I carry, not just, you know, because I'm lifting something heavy, but because there's stuff to do all day. There's kids to play with and people to haul in and out of cars. Holy cow. I load the car like 50,000 and I'm grateful for that. But I think even more than that, a daily practice for me, because we have five girls at home and they're all 13 and under right now, all five of them. Wow. And so a couple of things that I always do, which I just mentioned, is first, we never, not never, we very rarely pay compliments to anything if it's not about what their bodies have done, opposed to what their bodies look like. Love that. And so mm-hmm. they hear from us all day that you used your mind and you used your arms to hit a tennis ball and you used, you know, your coordination, not you look great in that tennis skirt or you're le- not for those types of things. Right. And the other thing that I have to say I do daily that I actually learned from my mom that I've been grateful for is I don't speak ill of myself. I think that's so our so girls important. don't walk around yeah. hearing me. And yeah. now do I still walk past the mirror a 50 times a day and think, Oh man, could that be, or maybe could sure. Because that's just, I think there's a normalcy to that. You just don't say it. Out loud. But there's no space for me to walk around and have our girls hear me constantly criticizing yeah, my body. Absolutely. And my mom never did that. I never one time heard my mom say, I don't like this or stare too long and turn in circles and think, oh, if only this was sucked in and this was different and this was like that. And I appreciate that because if I'm not saying it to them, it means I'm not entertaining it as much as I could be. What's interesting about that is I think a lot of women don't realize it's coming out of their mouths so quickly Mm -hmm. because it is their main script in their mind. Right. And so I think just taking inventory on your life and what you're actually thinking, constantly obsessing about, 
And then realizing what's coming out around my children or around the youth that I have influence over. Well, and I, it rewrites my story, right? Yes. It, which very much is the is like the soundtrack in my head. Yes. Because even if I look and think, oh, I wish, I, if I'm not going to say that, then all of a sudden it's, I'm grateful that those legs can do this. Or yeah. grateful yeah. that that yeah. could do that. Or like you said, I'm grateful my body carried six babies. Like yeah. I'm grateful for that. It's very different. So there isn't anything to say to them because I've already switched it by the time I, love I it. get to them. I love it. I and that has so to be more than once a day. Yeah. I mean, they're around me all the time. That's daily for sure. And it's good for boys, not just girls, because yeah. then you tell your boys that it's not the looks that matter. Yeah, yeah I the love other that. I that love well, that. and to be honest, That's we huge. have one son. He's our oldest. I, I don't want him... I don't want him dating someone that is constantly putting herself down with how she looks. Or so I or obsessed. Or so obsessed, obsessed with, I don't want that for what him. She looks yeah. like. I don't. Yeah. I want him to be with someone eventually who who loves herself. He's just confident. imperfect as it is yeah. and is confident there. One really good memory I have that was just I'll share briefly. We were my husband and I were dating. Um we were on a boat and it's four thirty in the morning and we're up at Deer Creek Reservoir. Okay. Who wants to water ski? at 4.30 in the morning on this cold I bet lake. the water is I glass, do. You know, it is. <laughs> and and he, he, I love when he says this, which is not very often, but every once in a while this story comes up and he'll say, you know what? And guess what? You know what Jody did? She got in her swimsuit and she went out and she water skied and she slalomed on that lake three or four times before the sun was even up. But guess what so-and-so was doing? Sun tanning and never got in the water, couldn't get her hair wet, blah, blah, blah. And I listened to that and it was like, okay, sorry, I didn't say who it was. But um, the reality is, is that that gave me like, he loved what I would do. He didn't care. This girl looked like a Barbie superstar in her swimsuit. I did not. But guess what I did? I went water skiing, you know? So I think it, it goes back to even knowing that when a man validates that that is powerful and so men brothers validate what your wives what your girlfriend you know what your sisters can do and not just physically but the mind and so forth because that means a lot to me yeah thank you dear (laughs) i love the idea of women validating women too Mm-hmm. I think that we just are all in this together. Like Michelle was saying, we all have a journey. We've all had said, we've all had things said to our faces. Uh, while we're discussing this, it just came to my mind. Um, my image journey was interesting as a child. I had terrible acne, like terrible yeah. to the point where, like you were saying, it's all people saw. And so I had strangers at the movie theater come up and say things to me. That it's like, that's really hard to kind of move past and know I'm more than my skin, you know? And so with that, my last question that I want to end on, and I think we only have about six minutes left. How do we pass on a sense of positive body image to the rising generation? I feel like us women, I'm going to refer to us and the listeners as leaders. We all have influence in one way or another, whether or not you're a teacher, a mother, an aunt, we all have influence. What are we doing or how can we build positive image for the children around us? My daughter's expecting a baby. Yay! (laughs) How exciting. Well, it is so exciting. And as she's asked me questions, it's been so cool to kind of like Nicole was saying, refer to the things that your body can do Mm -hmm. and how... Once I was a mother, my body was finally used for everything it was designed to do in that way, which is the coolest thing. And it's been really nice to talk to her about what might happen to her body during pregnancy and what how sweet breastfeeding is and all the things. And I think that um, 
there's a lot of power in just affirming that mm. to your kids. I love that. Any other thoughts? I think we have to be honest with ourselves why we're posting what we're posting on our social media. And maybe some moms aren't doing social media, um, but I know that there are pictures that I've seen of women that I love, care about, or women that I don't know very well, but they're very proud that they've made it into that bikini. Or And that, if that's your choice, please know that with that comes that question to me as why, why do I need to see that? Why does my son need to see that? Um, and the reality is, is can we be honest? Why, why do you post? I post some funny things of myself to, to, you know, to say I'm also a little wacky. And I, and I could say maybe some people would judge me and say, well, why did you post that nice picture of you and your daughter smiling so sweetly together? You know, but I really am okay asking myself, am I, am I going to post this and go, oh, I'm excited because I have this many likes, you know? And there are some that I've seen that have quite honestly shocked me that just say, hey, you know, fit into this size, whatever, we're in Hawaii, woo, and there you are. But again, we live in that world that's an instantaneous look at me. And can we have that conversation of realness that says, why, why did you need to post it? And are you okay with the reason you're posting it? And if you are, yeah, I think we have to be really careful, because I think, I think all of a sudden, we can find ourselves in those spaces where now, we're actually ones the ones judging whether that was okay yeah, or not. That's right. Yeah. And but and although it happens, right. I think we I think it starts more with us realizing what our own worth is and worrying about our own insides and our own skin and our own space. And then we're not so worried about what other people are doing. Yeah. And so then it does go back to what you're saying, Jody, which is know your own motive and know your own intent. That intention. Yeah. I don't yeah, I don't want to be a part of that, you know, and right. teach my kids not to be a part of that, not to grow up and, you know, but that is that becomes more and more creeping in to a, to a very spiritual culture that is it's new to us. You're in a different age space raising kids than I am. So, I think it is going to be challenging because good women are doing different things today. Than they were, which all can be good. It all can be good. Yeah. And, and there's different good for every person and different focus for every person and different motive. Like, and, and I think that's the beauty of what you're saying here, Paige, when it comes to how can we all be leaders in our own space? Yeah. It's the space where we decide to stop caring so much about what other people's choices are yeah. and just supporting if that's what they feel is great for them. There, yeah. There's got to be a place where we love regardless. Mm-hmm. And that means size and everything else to where we recognize what our worth is and we run that way. Yeah. Well, I think the two things that have worked for me, I have health challenges and health struggles and weight is always an issue for me. And it doesn't matter if I cut my calories or if I go to the gym all the time, my weight always stays the same. And so one of the things that I've worried about with my kids is they'll ask me, why do you go to the gym? And the answer is because it's good for my heart and it's good for other things. Like I don't say to make me skinny or to make me anything else, but I still go to the gym and I still try to eat salads and I still try to do other things so that the health (laughs) isn't, and I drink my soda, but the healthy choices, not because of what I look like. And I think that's important that there are things that you can do that still help your body be healthy, regardless of what size you are. And I think the other thing is, is I think the joy 
that we share and the way that we carry ourselves in happiness and even just smiling at people yeah. helps. Because yes. I think that regardless of who you are, or what your challenges are, or what you feel like your body is, if you can be joyful in whatever size you are, that shows people can see yes. the smile, they can see the joy. And while people can't necessarily see what's on the inside, they can feel the happiness. And so that is one of the most important things. I agree with you. Projection, What you know, which is why it's great to just have this go a little bit deeper and think where is your image right now and how can you be resilient? How can you switch it around, change it or strengthen it, whatever it is you need to do. Um, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you've enjoyed thinking and exploring the topic of body image resilience. We'd love to have you join in on the conversation on our website. It's from the or join us on Facebook or Instagram and let us know your experiences or maybe your daily actions that you take to build your confidence. Um, in the meantime, please give yourself and your family some living room. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.